Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man back. He, of course, a former U.S. representative from the great state of Texas. He's also a former judge. It's our friend Ted Poe. Ted, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great, Joe. Yeah, you know, Ted, I love hanging out with you. Love talking with you. Love getting the real skinny from you. But let's pretend you're in Congress, which I know you don't want to be. You're spending time with the family and the grandkids and all that. Let's, let's pretend you're in Congress right now. After four years of Trump, where Nancy Pelosi was impeaching him for having a gas bubble, now, now you've got these people that have, I mean, you've got 5,400 emails where Joe Biden was using a pseudonym, and there's at least one email where he's making business deals with his, with his son, Hunter, with the pseudonym, and we've got all this money going to the Biden family. We know that Hunter Biden had no skills whatsoever to offer. The only thing that you could have been offering is access to the president of the United States or to the vice president, the, the president through the vice president. And still nobody's done anything. Now, I just had James Comer on the other day, and he's great. And he says, yeah, we're getting awfully close, and we're going to start this inquiry. I don't know, Ted, we're a year and a half in. Shouldn't we be doing something by now? Well, in my opinion, yes. Let's file articles of impeachment now. Uh, I think it would pass, of course, the uh, the House would impeach, I believe, the, uh, the president or whoever we're talking about. Got to remember, though, it would have to go to the Senate. The Senate, I don't believe, would convict at all, no matter what. Uh, Biden was charged with, but I think yeah, but Ted, we have hard vote. evidence. Wouldn't these people be ruining their careers uh, in the Senate if they didn't vote to impeach or to convict, knowing that we've got hard evidence that there are millions and millions of dollars been transferred? We've got this 1023 that says Joe Biden got five million, Hunter Biden got five million. We've got 20 known times that Joe Biden was involved either on the phone or in his own office with his son's business partners. What, what, what else would a I don't care if you're the furthest liberal progressive senator on the planet. If you want to keep your job, you can't ignore the evidence, can you? Well, I think they would ignore the evidence. My opinion would be is that they would ignore the evidence that support President Biden, no matter what he is accused of doing, no matter how he's impeached and what he's impeached for. There are people like that on the left that will do that at, you know, they would violate, in my opinion, their oath. Uh, But uh, I, I don't think that he would get the two-thirds vote in the Senate wow. to be removed. Uh, it may be. It would might surprise the whole world if the Senate was able to do that. But uh, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't proceed in the House now with enough evidence we already have, I think the House already has, to go ahead and impeach the president uh, for uh, the crimes that uh, many of us have been talking about for a while. Yeah. What's interesting is I believe, and tell me if you think I'm wrong here, that he could be impeached on how he left Afghanistan. I think he can be impeached on 7 million people coming across the border illegally invading our country. This guy, you could impeach him on just about anything that he's done because these moves have been horrific. I agree with that as far as Afghanistan goes. The greatest disaster, military disaster in American history is when the United States turned and ran from Afghanistan, leaving uh, Americans there. Uh, abandoning the people that we were trying to protect who are now in trouble. Many of them have disappeared in Afghanistan. And we turned and ran and then left all of our equipment for the Taliban, the people that we were supposed to be fighting uh, for 20 years, left them that equipment that they have turned over or sold to the Chinese, Bagram Air Base. Uh, Let me just mention this about Bagram Air Base. It is in the perfect place where it should be. It is between Iran and China. Why wouldn't we want to keep an air base between Iran and China, two of our enemies in the world? But no, we left it, le- abandoned it, left all that billions of dollars worth of equipment. I think there would be a good impeachment for the commander in chief in his dereliction of duty, plus the generals that uh, c- 
commanded our retreat from there. Going into the border, the, you know, the border, the United States government is supposed to, the president, commander in chief, he is supposed to protect us from invasion. Yes. What is an invasion? It doesn't say in the Constitution armed invasion. It right. says invasion. And 7 million people, is that enough for an invasion? I would think maybe so. Yep. So I think those are two reasons, just my personal opinion, why impeachment ought to be brought before the House of Representatives and let them decide whether he has violated his oath of office or not. Former U.S. Representative, District 2 Republican, great state of Texas. It is Ted Poe, uh, Ted, also a former judge. When, when you look at all this going down uh, with the money we were sending to Ukraine, You've been to Ukraine. You know a lot about Ukraine. I watched the Hungarian prime minister last night with Tucker Carlson, and boy, his his perspective is way different than what we're being told by our media here. The latest bit of money that they want to send to Ukraine now, they've tied to FEMA money. And here's what I mean. You probably already know this, but let me reset it for those who are watching and listening. FEMA is down to $3 billion. A lot of emergencies this year. A lot of people needed money. A lot of people needed help. A lot of people needed emergency services. FEMA says we need another $12 billion. So what Biden does and the Democrats do, they said, sure, let's tie that to our next bit of money we're going to be sending to Ukraine. In other words, if the Republicans say no to the Ukraine money, and not all of them would, some of them are war hawks, they want to keep on going in Ukraine. But if they said no to Ukraine money, they'd be saying no to emergency money through FEMA. Ted, is that, is that usual that you would tie war money with money to help people in need? Oh, that's a long time practice in the House of Representatives really? to tie different uh, uh, money for different things all together in one bill so that it's forcing people to make a decision like right now if we're going to if we're going to support the war in Ukraine it's got to be tied to, to FEMA money or if we're going to give money to FEMA it's going to be tied to Ukraine money because independently probably neither uh, the Ukrainian I would suspect Ukrainian money would not pass uh, the House of Representatives alone if it stood alone Democrats know that that's why they're trying to tie, tie it together but that's a practice the House of Representatives has done for years. Myself and others, when we were in the House, we always wanted a, one bill on one issue. Don't add a bunch of other issues to one particular bill. I'll give you right. one quick example. You know, we foreign aid. We give, there are 198 countries in the world, give or take one or two, depending on the day of the week. But we give aid to 158 of those countries. On, and the aid bill is all in one bill. So if you want to give money to Israel, you've got to also give money to Pakistan. It's a block vote. I have advocated and others. Let's vote up, up or down for each particular country, whether or not we should give money to them. I suspect if that happens, most countries in the world would not be getting American aid. Well, those people who write the bills, they know that. They put all of the countries together in one foreign aid bill. This is similar to that. Put the FEMA money with the Ukrainian money. They are, they don't, they're not relevant to each other. They should vote on FEMA money like this week yeah. and then have a vote on Ukrainian money if they want to. I don't think that would pass because more and more people don't think that we ought to be in the, U, the Ukraine. So uh, that's, that's a long-time practice of the House of Representatives, and it's appalling. Yeah, but Ted, at some point, don't we have to get some accounting 
for this money going to Ukraine? Because you and I have talked about this before. There were early reports saying that this FTX idiot, the Sam Bankman freed, was somehow getting money back that we were sending from uh, to Ukraine and supporting people running for office uh, here in the United States. We don't know where the money is. We know that Zelensky's got you know millions of dollars in yachts and townhouses, but we have no clue where the money is. As somebody in the House of Representatives, and you were a leader there for a long time, could you hold people's feet to the fire and say, listen, you're not sending another dime until you tell us exactly where it's going? Absolutely. The House of Representatives should do that. No more money. Show us where you spent it. You know, have we have the General Accounting Office hasn't made a, a determination of how that money has been spent. We don't know where it's gone. We've heard all kinds of rumors that it's gone to the Russians even, to it's gone to the black market. We don't know because there has been no accounting. And if it has been lawfully spent, I mean, spent the way we wanted it to, well, the military needs to show us how that money has been spent. Our government needs to show us how that money's been spent. But no, we write a blank check. We send the money over there. It disappears. We don't know where it's going. And I suspect maybe not all of it is going to support the Ukrainian military. Uh, the latest thing is that Zelensky says there won't be any elections unless we pay for it. I guess the, Ameri- the United States has to pay for his elections, Ted. W- what is that? Well, we're already supporting what? the government. We have sent enough money to support the uh, the government uh, through, I think, this year. And so we're basically uh, running, sending money to support the entire Ukrainian government and its military yes. and its fight with the Russians. Um uh, my opinion, of course, we should have bought, we should have backed out of that idea a long time ago. Maybe has spent a, a little of that money, billions of money down on the southern border. Maybe protect the United States from invasion, uh, as opposed to protect the Ukrainian border from invasion yeah. of the Russians. Uh, we've talked about that for a long time, and it falls on deaf ears in Washington. And the reason is this: because the war party is stronger than either one of the parties in the Washington D.C whether the Republicans or the Democrats, the war party is made up of elites. It's made up of people in both parties and they haven't ever seen a war. They don't want the United States to get involved in. And here's, this is another one. So the war party is controlling the Ukrainian war and telling us we have to fight, uh, support Ukraine for a bunch of reasons I, I think are nefarious. So Ted, you, you've got your, your, your finger on the pulse of all things Ukraine. I know that you've got, you've got great knowledge there. Um, in interviews that I've seen recently, uh, specifically with Tucker Carlson, people have said not only is Ukraine not winning, they're being slaughtered by the Russians. They're losing badly. But our media keeps telling us, whether it's social media, big media, whatever the outlet happens to be, our government certainly, they're all telling us that, that we're winning. Ukraine's winning. And we're going to stay there as long as it takes because we're winning. There's no way, just by, by population size and through attrition, there's no way Ukraine can win unless you get everybody else in Europe to go and fight this world war. Uh, so, Ted, are we getting the straight skinny? Is Ukraine winning? I don't think Ukraine is winning at all. They are losing thousands of people. They've lost more than the Russians have in combat. And One estimate is 400,000 Ukrainian men are dead. 400,000. Yeah, that's, that's quite a few men. If you recall... United States lost four, over 450,000 in all of World War II. Yes. Uh, so, and, and Ukraine is now having reaching that number just in their small country. It's, it's appalling what's happening there. And as you mentioned, the Hungarian president uh, talked about Ukraine. You know, yeah. you, the Hungarians and the Ukrainians have an issue with each other because Ukraine is persecuting Hungarian 
uh, ethnic group uh, in Ukraine. That's yes. what the Hungarians believe. And so they got their own conflict. They're not quite the democracy that the left says they are. They're a totalitarian uh, state. And I think the United States needs to realize this. And we need to do what's best for America. Not how do, how do we? For how the, do we? I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but just on the Hungarian thing, yeah, he said, the president, the prime minister said there are ethnic Hungarians there that Ukraine is conscripting, they're making them fight and die in this war, uh, and also, you know, Zelensky, if he doesn't do an election, how is that democracy at all? We keep on hearing about it, we're fighting for democracy, yeah, we keep hearing how he's holding down ethnic groups, he's stopping people from worshipping a certain way, news organizations can't report anything, he might not have an election, but Ted, this is a democracy. Well, that's what totalitarian governments do. They say when we're at war, we can't have an election. You know, it's not safe for us to have an election. So they postpone the election or ignore the election. Didn't we have an election in 1864? <laughs> yes, we did. We, we had a little, little bit of a war going on, wasn't that's there? That's right. Americans were at each other during the Civil War, you know, but there was an election in the United States, which uh, didn't prevent the, our country from having an election, but that is an excuse that totalitarian countries who claim to be a democracy use uh, to keep a thumb on the the public, such yes. as declare, declaring martial law, which means to them we close down the press, we put our opponents in jail, we don't have elections. Oh, but we're trying to save democracy, and so that's what totalitarian states do. Sounds familiar, does it not? It really does. It's happening here, too. It's Ted Poe, uh, amazing former U.S. representative. He's a former judge. I'm going to ask you to put the judge's robe on in a second. Also, a world-class yodeler. People didn't know this about Ted Poe. <laughs> what, what hell of a yodeler. <laughs> Ted, uh, if we can, let's jump into some of these cases against uh, President Trump. I'm not okay. a lawyer, but as you know, my mom thinks that I could be one. Um, when you look at Alvin Bragg, he's got no case. He's basing it on federal charges and the FEC already said, no, that's not, not a case. Jack Smith case number one, the Presidential Records Act should cover Trump. I don't know what the, what the issue is there. Uh, Jack, Jack Smith case number two, he, of course, didn't incite any sort of a riot or an insurrection. And then you've got Fannie Willis in Georgia. This one is really interesting to me. Newt Gingrich was on my show recently, and he said that he has good word on good authority. You can't see who it is, but somebody told him that, that there was a call from Washington to Fannie Willis in Fulton County, Georgia, and told her, you've got to release these, these charges, this indictment, on Monday night at 11 o'clock at night. She said, the grand jury hasn't even voted yet. I can't release it. I don't care. We screwed up with David Weiss being the special counsel, so we need you to release those charges. And she did, Ted, at 11 o'clock on a Monday night. Is there any case whatsoever, in your opinion, against former President Donald Trump, or is this clearly just election interference? Well, I haven't seen that enough evidence to, in my opinion, to find uh, uh, President Trump guilty in the Georgia case, but I hadn't seen all the evidence. But it, it looks... It looks very suspicious. And, uh, of course, all of these cases, to me, look suspicious. They are trying to make um, cases uh, and, and stretch the law and interpret the law in ways that it has never been interpreted before in right. all four of these matters. And so they're trying to make what is used to be a civil action uh, in court a criminal action, such as the documents in Mar-a-Lago, et cetera. So uh, I think the evidence is weak, but we don't know. What's going to happen yet? Well, I'll outline the case very quickly. The the, the case in, in Georgia, and you can take my word for it, then go back and check me later if you'd like, But because you know, I know that you always do. Um, there was a phone call. President Trump, on a recorded line, called Rafflinsberger, who was, the, who was the Secretary of State in Georgia. 
This was the day after the election, something like that. And he said, hey, man, I was winning last night, and now we're getting word that there are hundreds of thousands of ballots that are in question in Georgia. Looks like it's clear that we won, and there's some sort of an issue going on. I don't need the couple of hundred thousand. I just need 11,780 to, to overtake the, the difference in the race. Now, that's recorded. It's on, it's on transcript as well. The Washington Post originally said Trump was trying to force them to manufacture ballots, and then the Washington Post had to retract their story, and they said, in context, he wasn't asking for them to find new ballots. He was saying, in context, that there were already hundreds of thousands that were messed up. We don't need all them. We just need 11,780. Just, I mean, that's the entire case. They're calling it a RICO case. It's racketeering. There's a criminal operation to try to overturn the, the election, and it's an insurrection. So, Ted, if what I just said is true, what's the case? Well, that, that doesn't show any case at all. Here's what they're trying to do. The, uh, the left is trying to say, really in all of these cases, that the president, President Trump, by questioning whether or not elections were valid or whether or not certain votes were counted or whether or not there were irregularities in different polling places throughout the country, by the mere fact that he is questioning that, he has committed a crime. That has is he? what they're trying to say. Has he? Uh, no, he has by questioning. That's that's his responsibility. Would you? I mean, as a candidate, that would be his responsibility or a, a, a right to check out whether or not the voting procedure was valid. Ted, remember, remember in 2000 when they arrested Al Gore? That was crazy. Remember in 2016 when they arrested Hillary Clinton? That was nuts, right? It was crazy, all those court cases. Oh, that's so right. That, this has never happened before. No, they can do it. That's what they're trying to do. They're yeah. trying to say that when the opposition questions us, the left, in any manner, it's so sick. they have committed a crime against the country. That is what they're trying to say. It and, would be a... And it would be a it would be a crime not to have you on. Uh, we're we're <laughs> frankly out of time, Ted. I could talk to you for two hours. You know this, but I just love having you on. Uh, you make sure you go and follow him on Twitter at Judge Ted Poe, uh, our good friend Ted Poe. Ted, thanks a million. I got to run, but okay. you can, we have to do this again very soon. All right. All right, brother. Happy day. Okay, you back at you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Always appreciate Ted Pope coming on. Next hour, it's going to be Kevin Von Erich, wrestling icon, Joe Pags Show, another big hour coming your way. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags.